So what I want to talk about today is um, serious play in the context of in the context of ritual. Two things. One, the ritual of an engineer, Kipling's ritual that he invented for the engineers to bring meaning to their final ceremony. And two, the emergence of serious ritual, serious play in the Robin Hood tradition from the ballads, but then later, as I'll explain, into other things, like this idea of LARPing. Um, really what that encompasses is the trivialization of ritual, the trivialization of uh, uh, participatory ritual. Now, the serious version of LARPing are our most sacred rituals, um, which you could you see in the church, in the rituals of the sacrament. These rituals, you are playing a role, and that's giving you a, a perspectival understanding, a perspectival knowledge that can only be gained by actually participating in the ceremony itself. You're experimenting, not experimenting, but you're uh, participating in an identity in this particular arena, like the agent arena relationship that co-identifies together. Incredibly important in, in our oldest traditions, uh, when you look at Christianity itself, it's like it presents this perspectival understanding and knowledge you can get from participating in this, not just reading it like a proposition or a description, but actually playing a part in the ceremonies themselves. It gives you personal life insight. Starting off with the ballads, right? There's a narrative order that emerges out of the ballads themselves. They're being taught in pubs, and that that is an evolutionary, self-organizing system of its own. Uh, but it's known this 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 the the patterns of action of this great hero are emerging from the oral tradition and the true actions of the people. That's in the pubs. That's in the general gestalt of the of the people. It's around, right, across the whole country. So what you see emerging though is on May Day, right? There's this there's this yearly ceremony where they're raising money essentially for the church it's a great feast but everyone everyone and across the whole place people start role playing as um as the different great figures right the king uh the princes the the queen right that's what it begins as but what happens is, is the the central figure of the thing starts to become robin hood himself so the other figures are still in the play but robin hood as it's connected to the ballads they're enacting and play playing serious playing as robin hood as the king and how the, this this sort of tradition this sort of uh, the narrative unfolds on may day right all the villagers and the thing the thing that's so crucial about this is that all the villagers have this uh, sort of version of this where people are doing this sort of thing and this kind of this ritual right you're understanding from a perspectival sense these patterns of action that you've heard in your in the narrative order, the narrative tradition, you're understanding what it feels like from the inside. You're, you're experiencing a perspectival shift in terms of your procedural perspectival and participatory knowing. You can only there's certain knowledges and understanding that you can only know when you are like what it's called, what's going on in these rituals. It's an enacted metaphor, an enacted analogy. And it opens up the possibilities of what you can uh, you can be. Uh, different members of the village are playing Robin Hood, right? And experimenting with that every year. Right? And, and the patterns of action that are in the narrative. So it's a living like a living narrative. It's an enacted narrative. This, this narrative order has emerged on purpose. So it's the highest values of the people already in the place. And you're feeling what it is like to be the locus of, of that kind of order. The parishes are now having actual plays bought from from poets they are just traveling people right but everyone is still participating in these in these sort of formalized versions of the emergent oral tradition we shouldn't trivialize how important this really is of what's going on like i said serious play and in the terminology of psychology it's providing the agent 
an arena where it's permitted for them to wear their vestments and experiment with the behaviors of the greatest heroes, right? That is actively transforming their procedural, participatory, and um, perspectival knowledge or understanding or knowing that lines of reality are sort of blurred in that place where it's permitted to do so, to experiment with the behaviors of that person from the perspective of that person rather than just reading the narrative from the outside, right? That's what, until they see in that altered state of consciousness perhaps a greater reality that they may want to be in, right? Because the lines are blurred for a second. You have that perspectival shift of what it would be to enact these virtuous behaviors, what it would be to enact the practices that make one virtuous, to have a virtue engine that where you demonstrate these pat great patterns of behavior that are linked up with this narrative order and the great hero, in this case, Robin Hood or the king, right? And you experience that for a second, you have that flash of insight. And that's almost like a holy thing. That is, that is aspiration itself. It's a ritual that is, show, is allowing aspiration itself to go forth for these people who are wearing this role um, and allowing perhaps existentially entrapped individuals to see how their life could be another way, right? This is this is the spirit of this thing. This is the spirit of this person, right? You're, that's how powerful our cognition is. That you come, like your empathy is that you can. That lines of reality for a second just become blurred. That's why people crave it. That's why people do do go to church and put on these roles, right? That's why Kairos is so powerful. That's why the church is so powerful in the way it does this in its rituals. It completely change people's lives, right? Where they can have a turning point, a Kairos, as they call it, and that's become born again so on a simpler scale with this robin hood thing we think it trivial when we look at it but when you see it on its bottom level how long it went on for and how global the scale was where it was everywhere so something that looks so trivial on the outside these may day ceremonies of robin hood of that emerge and are done every year were done every year these are symbols. It's a symbol to, to view your own life through and your own unique experience, not something you see on television, the lens of being Robin Hood, for instance, or being the king for a brief moment and a connection to the sense of the commons, which I've talked about before, and the king spirit, you could say too, right? The patterns of action that underlie the deep-seated values of the land in those ceremonies that we've too quickly thrown away, that we've abused and parasitically co-opted for capital ends, co-opted for things that they were never meant for. It was an implicit psychotechnology that had a structural functional organization that transformed peoples and put them into altered states and, and say, ah, there's, there is a great potential here that I could be like this person. I could do this great thing. I feel it. I, just to be told that you could do it, it's not enough. You have to feel it for a second, right? When you see it from the inside. I remember when I won one of my first film awards, right? I remember how everyone was treating me immediately after it had been done, this sort of achievement. I went, oh, so this is what it's like, right? And that, and that feeling of the community of people that you might be in, that was powerful for me to drive me to do the next thing because you're seeing what the potential is of it. But from a perspectival understanding, when you're going after something, you're like, oh, I love this from the outside. And that drives you a bit. That, uh, but to see it from the inside, that, oh, this is possible, it requires a participating event where you are inside the process, not outside looking in. And, and that's why there's a difference. Like, there's a difference between the idos and the idea. You can describe what you do. Let's say like the building of a chair. You 
the chair maker knows the IDOS of the chair, right? He's got the structural, functional organization like a blueprint in his mind. You can just describe it and sit on it. But the IDOS of it, the same with a writer, to just read a writer. You don't know how to write by reading a great play or reading a great whatever, reading a great or watching a great film. You don't know how to write. You think you do. But really, like the IDOS is in the person who goes through the whole process, the IDOS of it. And that's the same thing. You have to participate in it to actually understand it properly, that, to actually have the, the pattern that's in reality, to have that pattern of reality in your own mind. You, uh, it, it has to match, right? Then you have the IDOS. Otherwise, you just have a propositional description of what it is, which is not the same thing at all. It is at the fount, at the wellspring of our culture at the deep heart of where the moral continuity comes from, the normative continuity. And when you have that and you're embodying it, your allies come from everywhere because they see it in you and, to connect, and they see you're connected to this stuff. So it's powerful and we shouldn't forget. And anyway, the investigation continues. So we will look, be looking into this stuff, right? It's quite interesting to see also him take over from the king across the whole of England, right? And Robin Hood takes the stage as the central figure of this. It's like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Well, it's a clue, right? A reorganized normative order is reflected in the reorganized roles that are going on because values themselves are collections of patterns of action, of patterns of behavior, of what we value. Like, and then seeing it formalized in plays and to have parishes and priests pay for them, uh, pay for them to be put on. Right, not from actors, but you're paying for the play, and the community does it. Right, the community does it on the borough scale across the whole of the land. They're doing this, right? And Robin Hood is the emergent hero at the central, central aspect of it. The, the apex of it maps this whole thing and, and shows the ritual procedures, but also gives us a clue of what we might wish to do if we are going to enact practices that give us a sense of meaning that that already have emerged and evolved naturally. And it's freedom-based, right? So, and what I say is like, we should never, acting should never have been this individualized profession. Really, it should be acting because that's what you're doing. You are playing a role, experiencing a perspectival shift of acting out this role in the local though, but making and standardizing literature and standardizing central places in London to watch plays and to entertainment industry now right it's, it's distributed everywhere it's like oh the aristocracy makes things and you just watch them instead of actually participating in it like we used to on the local scale right every may day everyone is participating in it it's not an end product you're not trying to do it as a career it's something you're doing because it's part of your lived tradition and the lived narrative order that has emerged not the trivial hollywood the trivial entertainment consumption where you just watch it, you've consumed it, it's over. No. By it being eliminated by the standardization, you've killed off this very important emergent um, ritual that brings meaning and also aspiration for people and how they might live up to the great heroic tradition that's part of their history, that's part of their people.